Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Galit Speaks podcast, where I get to talk about everything that interests and excites me and I feel like is important for my audience to hear. So today I have a special guest, Muriel Falous. Um, she was born and raised in France, lived 25 years in the US where she raised three kids as a single mom and one of her teenagers is still at home. She has coached women on relationships for years but when her kids became teenagers, acting in self-destructive ways, she spiraled down into depression. The experience was so painful and debilitating that she promised herself that she would do everything she could so that no mom would suffer alone. She now helps single moms with struggling teenagers avoid the constant arguments, prevent the spiraling into fear, guilt, shame, overwhelm, anxiety, or even depression, as it was the case for her and teaches them tools to co-parent with the universe. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Galit. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about um, what your journey was to, to become who you are. Um, so if we are talking about what I'm doing today, because sometimes I feel that we have so many journeys in parallel of each other, um, my journey was uh, kind of painful, but necessary, I would say, because I used to have an approach where I tried to control everything, tried to uh, make sure that my kids were safe 24-7. And as you know, first of all, we don't control anyone, and sometimes not even ourselves. And it's impossible. It's, it's, a, it's a goal that shouldn't be mine. So when all the chaos happened and uh, two of my teens started acting out, I was living in constant anxiety, waking up at night with palpitations, trying to really prevent them to be hurt and, and to, to even, I, had, I even had worse scenarios in my head. So I didn't even realize that I spiraled into depression. I didn't see the signs. And I think it's very common now when I talk with moms that we don't realize that we are very low because we're so preoccupied with our worries and our problems, whether it is with our kids or with work or with whatever it is that really uh, spirals us into anxiety that we don't see the signs. I used to catch myself thinking like, I don't have what it takes. I just want to disappear. I would never kill myself, but I kept wishing. I kept talking to the universe, to God, like, if you want to take me, just take me. And of course, that's not a good sign. Uh, it's called um, suicidal ideation. And I wasn't aware of that at the time. Um, when my oldest came back from college, having graduated in psychology, she came from the outside. You know, when you're into a situation, sometimes it's hard to have some perspective to really look at what's going on. And she was like, wow, mom, you know, in class, we've learned the signs of depression. And I think there were like 10 of them. She said, you're checking yes for at least eight. So I was like, okay, maybe it is time now for me to start looking at what is going on. And what was actually stopping me from 
first recognizing and having awareness of what was going on and to start healing was that I had a ton of self-judgment. I couldn't admit to myself that I didn't like my life because I had healthy kids. I, I had a work, I had a job, I had everything was quote unquote normal from the outside. And for me saying that I didn't like my life meant you don't love your kids. When I was finally able to look at the real picture, we are very, as human beings, we can be a paradox on two legs, like having that being true on one side and something completely opposite being true on the other side and not even being able to reconcile that within ourselves. And that's what was going on because of the judgment, I couldn't see it. I asked God, the universe, because I was a meditator, so I had a relationship and a connection with that higher power or however you want to call it. And I asked for help. And I woke up at night one night in tears um, because suddenly I realized, oh my God, I don't like my life. I don't love my life. I hate my life right now. And I started crying and crying. And I think that that was the beginning of my going back up because I, the self-judgment melted away because there was too much pain. And from then, I started to really apply the tools that I gave my clients, but multiplied by 10 to bounce back and being able to come back to myself to help my kids better too. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, in that moment of like just understanding and realizing what was going on and that you didn't like your life, what what was the next step going to be for you? So the next, in that moment, the next step was self-compassion because I never had that before. And I felt like I needed to give myself a hug first because I've been suffering for so long because I was beating myself up because I had thoughts like that. And... I needed a hug and I needed to tell myself, I'm not alone. I knew I wasn't alone. I suddenly I remembered it. And I started tapping, doing uh, emotional freedom technique in the moment. Every time I woke up in the middle of the night, because my kids were very adventurous in what they were trying at parties. And my fear was like, oh my God, one of these days, they're going to take something. They're going to fry their brain and that's it. I'm going to... I literally had visions of horror in my mind, like finding them dead and stuff like that. Yeah. So every time I woke up in the middle of the night, because of course you cannot chain a person to their bed, they go out. And I, every time I woke up, I could not pick another thought. Sometimes when you're in too much turmoil, when you're in anxiety or fear, you cannot jump that gap between fear and hope. It's too wide. Yeah. So, <coughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> so I started tapping in the middle of the night to go back to neutral. And my, what I was focusing on was like, at this moment, nobody's dead. Nobody called me to tell me that they're dead. Everyone is safe until, unless I have an information that it's otherwise, everyone is safe. Everyone is okay. And there is... There is nothing to fear right now. And because of the 
power of EFT, emotional freedom technique, also known as tapping, in calming down the nervous system, calming down the fight or flight response in the body, I was able to get neutral. And when you get neutral, then you can start picking a thought that is a little bit higher than neutral, like hope. I hope uh, they're going to calm down. I hope they know, even though they're acting a little bit irrationally right now, they're teenagers, they still have that wisdom that is guiding me and that power that is protecting me, protecting them. And the next step was to accept, and that was one of the most difficult things to do, to really sit down with the fear of losing my kids and accept that if I was meant to lose a kid in this life, there was nothing I could do that would change that. I'm not that powerful. And that I would be given, if God forbid that was happening, I would be given the tools to deal with that when and if it would happen. So I was able to surrender that desire to control to a higher power, to the universe, and say, hey, you've been protecting me for a long time because I almost died from a hepatitis. So I really knew that there was something. And please protect them. And I surrendered that to you. And that freed so much energy within me because you have, when you have a fear like that in your mind, even when you don't think about it, it's behind the curtain. And it's so much energy is allocated to managing that fear. So from there, I, I got more energy, more brain power, if you want, to allocate to where do I have control? What can I do? How can I improve my relationship with them to make sure that to be the best I could be? um as a mom at that time yeah that sounds like a like a really healthy response and it it amazes me that you were able to jump so quickly from the feelings of like completely out of control to releasing that control because i know that that's something i definitely struggle with right like it's something and i know a lot of people listening can identify with that like I know I'm a control freak and I like to like make sure that everything is going in the way that it's going. And, and especially when it comes to health and family, um, those are, those are things that are just so deeply, we want to control. We want to have some say in how that, how that pans out. So it just amazes me that you were able to switch onto that, um, through tapping. Can you tell me a little bit more about tapping and explain to, to my audience what that is? So first of all, I want to tell you that I had to do that maybe 100 times before it was really like something uh, on a default mode. Uh, tapping is a combination of ancient wisdom. Uh, we use the meridians that they use in acupuncture and modern psychology because we add some elements of cognitive behavior therapy and exposure therapy. And we use acupressure. You know how in um, acupuncture they use needles. We use the fingertips. That's why it's called tapping because we literally tap on ourselves on the end of those meridians, which sends a message to the stress center of the brain, which is called the amygdala, uh, which is that center gives the uh, 
like the alert to the and, and triggers a whole chain of biochemical responses in your body so you're literally ready to fight or to fly to run away and that's in something that has been installed in our reptilian brain when we were literally cavemen and cave women because at the time there were predators running uh, uh, free and if you were going to encounter a predator you better be running very fast or fighting and and killing that predator so that's a very ancient response from the body uh, when you feel a threat the problem is in our modern life we create threats in our mind uh, let's say we have a discussion or something not going well with our boss that's a threat and you have that response taking place in your body and or you have an argument with someone or you're afraid of something and it's it's a threat that is not really present nobody's going to come and kill us but our body still reacts as if and first of all it's very bad for our health it creates inflammation long term it creates a lot of disease and on a dealing with challenges level when you are like that a part of your blood is rerouted from your frontal brain your frontal cortex the one where you come up with solutions where you can analyze when you can consciously create a portion of the the blood is rerouted to your limbs uh to your other parts of your body to be able to run or to fight and you don't think properly so not only do you have a problem that you're facing you're not as resourceful. You're not functioning with your whole brain. You're functioning with a, a limited brain. So intercepting that response by tapping on those meridian and ending will calm that response, will, will bring you back to a calmer state. And then you will have access to more elevated thoughts and, and solutions and even feeling better. So in, in a short explanation, that's what tapping does. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Can you walk us through tapping? Yes. So I'm going to ask you and the audience to pick a problem or an issue or something that you're struggling with currently. And that can be something as simple as you have too many things to do for too little time that will create a stress response in the body we live like at a path at a pace that is so fast nowadays sometimes we are like stressed from the morning when we get up we have a, like a to-do list in our mind so these are problems that you have with a person i will ref be referring to that problem as the problem for you you can give it a title like not enough time or the problem with my boss the problem with my kid the the, I don't know, the, 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 something that you have with your body. You, you're very specific. I'm going to give the audience maybe a few seconds to connect with that, and you can close your eyes and connect with that problem. And you will feel, sometimes people are aware, sometimes people are not very aware, but normally you feel a reaction in your body when you think about that, either, either a contraction in your chest or... Um, if you have anger about it, maybe fire in the pit of your stomach. And let me know when you're there where you feel a sensation in your body that can be in your neck, anywhere. 
Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> and do you have, are you able to identify an emotion that goes with, with that, with that reaction? Yeah. So do you mind sharing it or? Sure. Um, so I am having like tightening in my neck and shoulders. Um, and I would say the emotions are sadness and stress. Okay. And on a level of zero to 10, zero being I don't feel that emotion or I don't feel that body sensation and 10, it's like it's overwhelming. Where do you fall on? It's probably a seven. Okay. So for the audience, you do exactly the same thing. And now we're going to tap. So I will describe the points as well as we tap because there will be an audio version of this episode. But you literally, you do what I, what I do and you repeat what I say. If a word doesn't resonate with you, just change it. Okay. And you are as precise as you can be. So for you, we're going to, we're going to talk about tightness in your neck. For someone else, they would say this ball in my stomach, this ball in my throat, this tightness in my chest, whatever is true for them. So let's go. We're tapping on the side of the hand between the pinky and the wrist, where the flesh there, with three or four fingers of the other hand. So even though I have this tightness in my neck, and you can repeat out loud, it's preferable. Even though I have this tightness in my neck. Because of my problem, and that's where each one would refer to their specific problem. If you want to share, you can't. If, if you, uh, you can, if you don't, that's okay. You can just say my problem. Because of my problem. I choose to accept myself and what I feel now. I choose to accept myself and what I feel now. And I choose to love myself. If you can't say that, if it's not true for you, you can say, I choose to try to love myself or my, I'm opening to being able to love in myself, to love myself. I choose to love myself. So we're going to do that two more times. Even though I have this problem. Even though I have this problem. And it's creating tension in my neck. And it's creating tension in my neck. And it's not a nice sensation. And it's not a nice sensation. And there is that sadness and stress in my body and there is that sadness and stress in my body i choose to love and accept myself exactly as i am i choose to love and accept myself exactly as i am even though i have this sadness and distress in my body right now even though i have this sadness and distress in my body right now and this tension in my neck and this tension in my neck because of my problem because of my problem, I choose to love and accept myself completely. I choose to love and accept myself completely. And I accept what I feel. And I accept what I feel. We're going to tap with three fingers on the top of the head, where a line between the two ears, where it would meet on the top. This problem. This problem. And you really think about your problem. Now we're going to tap on the beginning of the eyebrow on the bridge of the nose. This tension in my neck. This tension in my neck. We're going to tap on the side of the eye, on the bone. This sadness and stress in my body. This sadness and stress in my body. Under the eye, on the bone. My problem. My problem. Under the nose, with two fingers. My problem 
and this sensation in my neck. My problem and the sensation in my neck. We're going to tap under the collarbone on the flesh, just, just under with two or three fingers on both sides. My problem and the sadness and the stress. My problem and the sadness and the stress. And now under the arm where the bra line would be. This tightness in my, my uh, neck. This tightness in my neck. Go back on the top of the head. When I think about my problem. When I think about my problem. We go back to the eyebrow. This sensation in my neck. The sensation in my neck. We go back to the corner of the eye. This sadness and distress. The sadness and the stress. Under the eye, this problem that I have. This problem that I have. Under the nose. I wonder if I can let go a little bit of the tension. I wonder if I can let go a little bit of the tension. Under the mouth. I wonder if I can let that go a little bit. I wonder if I can let that go a little bit. Under the collarbone. I wonder if I can let go of the sadness and the stress. I wonder if I can let go of the sadness and the stress. Under the arm. I'm not sure I can. I'm not sure I can. On the top of the head. But what if I could a little bit? But what if I could a little bit? Eyebrow. What if I could let go of this reaction to my problem? What if I could let go of this reaction to my problem? What if I could let go, let's say, of 50% of it? What if I could let go of, let's say, 50% of it? Under the eye. It is safe to let go of some of this reaction to my problem. It is safe to let go of some of this reaction to my problem. Under the nose. Maybe I can let go even more than that. Maybe I could let go of even more than that. Under the mouth. Because this reaction doesn't help me with my problem. Because this reaction doesn't help me with my problem. Under the collarbone. It is safe to let go of the stress and the sadness. It is safe to let go of the stress and the sadness. Under the arm. I give permission to my body to let go of the sensation that is disturbing me. I give my body permission to let go of the sensation that is disturbing me on the top of the head i give my body to let permission to let go of the stress and the sadness i give my body permission to let go of the stress and the sadness eyebrow point i it is safe to let go of the sadness and the stress it is safe to let go of the sadness and the stress side of the eye it is safe to let go of the tightness in my neck it is safe to let go of the tightness in my neck under the eye. I now choose to let them go. I now choose to let them go. Under the nose. I now choose to free myself. I now choose to free myself. Under the mouth. I now choose to step back in my power. I now choose to step back in my power. Under the collarbone. I now am opening myself to ideas and solutions coming to me. I am opening... And now I'm opening myself to ideas and solutions that come to me. Under the arm. As I free myself, I empower myself. As I free myself, I empower myself. Now take a deep breath. 
and go back to, th to think about your problem like you did earlier and see if anything changed, either in the sensation or the emotions. What changed? Yeah, the, there's definitely less of a less of a tightness around my neck. Um, and I feel almost calm where before I was feeling like choked up and sad. So on a scale of zero to 10, where would you be now on your reaction? Probably like a four. Yeah. Or maybe even a three. So if you were tapping, if we were working together, we will continue until you get to a zero. And sometimes we would even go back to something in childhood because most of the time when clients have problems, it stems from something in the past. And when you work on the past, you literally, it's like a domino effect. You would work on the present event as well. So just to give you a sample of experiencing tapping and its power. Yeah. So what are some of the kind of things that um, you work on with people? A lot of on, on anxiety with moms, a lot on wanting to control, being afraid of the uncertainty, uh, because I know I had to work <laughs> on myself for that. And I still do sometimes on other matters. So remembering that right now all is well and I can relinquish control a little bit or more than a little bit. Um, a lot on the stories we tell ourselves about what's happening. Because lately I'm putting together a program to put an end with the arguments with our teenagers. And a lot happens, in a lot of times it happens because one, we are telling us, ourselves a story of, let's say they skip school or they smoke weed. We are right away going like, oh my God, they're gonna ruin their life. That's it, it's over for them. We catastrophize. And that creates anxiety and that creates, you, you are like on top of them and they are defensive and it creates arguments. Or we think that we know why they are doing stuff like rolling the eyes means they don't care at all, they don't love me. And all those things are not true, but that's what we tell ourselves. So we work a lot on the stories we tell ourselves about what's happening, which creates our reaction. And that is also with friends, with with family, with at work, anywhere, we constantly tell ourselves stories. And, and we might as well choose stories that empower us instead of stories that are playing against us. So a lot of that. And um, pre-mapping pre something, like you know you're going to have a difficult conversation with someone. Okay. You are, a lot of people have a hard time saying no. Uh, you anticipate the reaction of the other. You're afraid they're going to reject you if, or whatever they're going to think about you. Uh, we work a lot on that too. And I, I even have a video on my YouTube channel about saying no with more ease because it's something that a lot of us are struggling with. I mean, we're not taught that. So those are the examples of things we work on. Wow. So you can even work on tapping in anticipation of yeah. a problem before yes. it before it happens because that way you associate a reaction that is more that is healthier calmer to what's going to happen and you prepare your brain wow that that makes a lot of sense and i i appreciate that and so how often do you do tapping 
For myself, I almost do it daily um, because I use it in different versions. Let's say sometimes I'm stressed uh, because I'm working on a project or something and I wake up in the morning and the first thing I think about is my to-do list like I was mentioning earlier. So I tap in the morning to say, I choose, I choose calm. I don't need to be thinking about stuff like that, especially just before my meditation, then I can't meditate because I'm all, my brain is too active. Or what I do is also, I do affirmations. Let's go, let's say to go to the next level in my life or my business. And I feel that my body is negating, negating what I just said. I either have attention, like if, if you want to say, I, I, I multiply my income and right away you have a reaction in your body. And that means that somewhere unconsciously you don't really believe that. So, or you have a sentence that says, yeah, right. Or you did that last time and you didn't make uh, that, that many sales, as, as many as you expected. Any kind of sentence that would come back to say, no, that's not true, I work with them. Because that's something, especially those ones from childhood, telling me it's a belief. It's a belief that doesn't help me. So I work to shift those. So I constantly work because, I mean, growth, there is no end. Um, I use it for pain. I have chronic pain, so I use it for pain. You, there are so many, so many things that you can work on with tapping. Some people, uh, we can work on losing weight. I had a client who was eating a muffin every morning for years. She was even getting out of her place to go to the shop that was selling the muffin every single morning. We did one session. It has now been, I think, five months. She's unable because I, I, I used tapping and I mixed NLP into it. So we rewired the, the connection to the muffin. She cannot. She said, I went, I bought one, I bit in it, I couldn't eat it. So <laughs> how many, many uh, adaptations to tapping? That's really interesting. Um, so it's, I the way that you're describing it, it almost sounds like a version of like hypnotherapy, um, just using your body. It is, uh, it is, I think that hypnotherapy is also falling under the category of energy psychology because tapping is part of energy psychology and it's, uh, it's a way to work a somatic approach to um to psychological matters let, let's say and it literally rewired the brain now there are more than i think there are close to 300 uh, studies medical studies serious medical studies about tapping and they found so many effects on the body they found that it lower cortisol which means that when your adrenaline glands are not producing cortisol they produce DAD. DHEA, the repairing hormone. So that's better for your body. There are so many research proving that tapping is effective at many things and re rewiring the brain is one of them. That is so cool. Um, I know that most people listening are definitely looking to reduce the amount of cortisol in their bodies and and reduce the amount of stress and find healthy ways to cope, right? Like we're all going through something right now. Yeah. Whatever it is that we're going through, it it's good to 
have a healthy way to de-stress. It's, you know, there are so many ways that we use that are not healthy, yeah. right? Like zoning out, watching trash TV, like I'm guilty <laughs> of this. I'm so guilty of this. Um, Me too, sometimes. Yeah, but just having another option that doesn't like, I don't know, kill eight hours of your life. Um, that that's really that's really important. And and you feel calmer. Um, it's not. I always say. So I mix tapping with meditation, journaling. Uh, a lot of visualization because it's also a way to work on the brain, on the mind and rewiring, etc. And life becomes easier, not because things don't happen, but you just bounce back so much faster. Yeah. It, what used to take you three days to bounce back from takes three hours or something like that. And it's, it's easier. And uh, for me, the experience that I was telling about earlier forced me to incorporate some space in my life for the universe, for God, the divine, whatever you want to call it, to help me. And I've seen things that look so miraculous, like so bizarre when I do that. But you can only do that when you are feeling, emoting at a level that is high enough to be able to tap into a field that is not the field of fear. Because If you are at the vibration of fear, anything you're going to encounter, it's like an elevator. If you stop at the level of fear, you're not going to attract things that will give you hope or solutions. You're going to attract things that are going to reconfirm that fear, vibrate at the level of fear. So it changed my life in the way that I remember that there is a power with me. That have solution that has solutions that I wouldn't even conceive, and I've seen that raising my kids, stuff falling on my lap. Um, my son, when he was 13, was skipping a lot of school and creating trouble, and he needed a healthy role model, male, because he, that wasn't the case with his father. Um, we were already divorced. And I went to an organization in the US called Big Brothers, Big Sisters they are matching volunteers with kids to befriend them and to give them a good uh, a role model and uh, someone that would be nice to them. So I, I enrolled him in that and they said he's 13 without that he's going to find a match because people want younger kids. So I said, okay, put him in your database. Fast forward two years, 15, he was really acting out. And I remember one day, I don't remember what happened, but I was like, I was so anxious. And I was like, okay, I, I closed myself in a room. I tapped to be more neutral. And I asked, help me, show me what's the next stage. What do I do need to do? Do I need to read a book? Do I need to meet someone? Do I need, what is the next step? Two hours later, I got a call from Big Brothers, Big Sisters. It was now 15, so chances were even lower to find a match and they had a match for him and they stayed friends until we left the country when he was almost 18. so things it's just it's a pity to not tap in in that resource in that power when we could yeah and let let's talk a little bit about 
when you say co-parenting with the universe? What does that mean? So that's what it means. That means when I need a solution or when I need guidance to quiet myself enough to first of all being able to tap in my own wisdom, my own inner wisdom, and to open myself to guidance from the universe. From Sometimes it's going to be someone else coming and saying something, and if that's exactly what I need to hear, oh, okay, that's, that's what I need. Sometimes it's going to be I had cases where a book uh, came in my awareness exactly when I was needing it because I was asking for an answer. Um, I, that thing with the big brothers, big sisters, I had... I do gratitude affirmations in advance. So I thank for what I have and I thank for what I wish I had, like if I had it. So I yeah. really feel it in my heart. And like that, I attracted like three tickets to SeaWorld when my kids were younger, free. Uh, uh, a car, like I was looking for a car and I wanted to pay it cash and I wanted a, a used car, but in good condition. A person that I that knew a person that I needed exactly that same week said, "Oh, I'm I'm selling my car," and I knew that it would be a good car. Um, I I can't even remember because there were so many occasions where things just come like that. Synchronicities. I met a client because I suddenly felt the urge to stop and go to that specific Starbucks, and someone heard me speaking French, and he was a French guy, and. He, and I, he, he heard that I was doing Reiki. So he said, okay, um, how much do you take? I got a client out of that. So all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I love that. And, and I firmly believe in like the law of attraction. And I feel like this is just another way to kind of tap into that. Yeah. For, to like really get yourself in that mental emotional spiritual state to be able to attract the things that are meant for you. Um, and I think that when, and this is in my life and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like when you hold on to that control, like you want to do, you actually are limiting the amount of solutions and the amount of possibilities that can happen for you because you're so focused on it happening in exactly this way. And if that's not the way that it's going to happen, then it's not going to happen for you where if you can allow yourself to release that control, then it might come to you in a way that was completely unplanned, like walking into a Starbucks yes. on a particular day at a particular time. Um, and I'm sure that was not in any of your plans. Like you're not like, hey, I'm gonna go to Starbucks and get a new client. No. <laughs> I was just, not. oh, I want a Starbucks. I want the, let's stop here. <laughs> yeah. So just things like that where um, you're, I, I see this almost as like you freeing yourself from the control and freeing yourself from the out, you know, the, the path to the outcome while still holding on to, to what you want. Is that what you feel like? Yes. I, I, I always explain it uh, to my client. Like I said, an, an elevator, you align yourself first with the possibility and then you attract it at that level. And I always struggled with the how. I wanted to figure out the how. And 
especially with my business because I'm like so I'm a double Capricorn so I'm like okay that's how it's gonna happen tac 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 one two three four and I'm still working on letting go of course you have to be prepared but the how is not our business we need to be prepared we need to be at the top of our game in our expertise and we need to, to take action but not any action inspired action action when you feel like that when you have this gratitude that it's for you thank you and and then you have ideas that for example being interviewed is something that i love i just love it and i was like why should i do anything else to market myself than doing something i love i just love it so it, it's an inspired action because there is love in my heart it's a it's a great vibration yeah yeah, I feel that. Um, I think that's, well, I have, besides for this podcast, I have um, another one that I do on Mondays, and that has to do with my business. Um, and I felt the same way of just, I love giving out knowledge. I love, you know, sharing. And so it just made sense that I'm going to get on and I'm going to get on weekly and share something and teach. Um, and that felt really good for me. And even though there are days, and I'm sure you have this, there are days when you're like, oh, I really don't want to be doing this. Yeah. Um, but you get on and because it's something that matters to you and because it's something that you connect with, you're still able to like, get into the place that you need to be even though it's pro you're probably having like a low energy day and this wasn't the thing that you wanted to be doing i are you always the way i i see things it's uh, i also have a podcast for moms and when i don't feel like doing it i'm like this is a sacred endeavor I'm going to be matched with exactly the person that needs to hear that today. And then I imagine her because I know how it feels when you're, uh, you need, you need a break. You're, you're, you're struggling, especially I, I coach single moms. So they do everything themselves. Sometimes you so need to hear the right thing to breathe a little bit. And I connect with that and I'm like, this is sacred. And, and, I have to do it. And then I feel differently and, and, uh, and I do it with that vibration. That's amazing. So tell me, like you said, you work a lot with single moms. How do you work with them? Do you have groups? Are you working on Zoom? I know that you said also um, you don't live in the, in the U.S. anymore. No, I don't live in the U.S. anymore. And right now I'm in the U.S. because I come and I'm still between two countries because I love the U.S. and my uh, two of my daughters are still here. Um, I So I used to have a membership. I closed it for now because I didn't have the resources to manage all that. I do one-on-ones and I do um, uh, master classes or courses, programs uh, in groups, in small groups. And before COVID, I had groups physically then i switched to zoom and i'm that way i'm mobile i can be anywhere in the world and i love that idea uh, so that's how i work um the bulk of my work is one-on-one -on -one because moms come with very like problems that have been ongoing for quite some time and they are really really exhausted 
Um, I had, I had, we had in my house a teen suicidal attempt too. So I want to help moms like that too, because then you need to take care of yourself if you want to be able to help your kid. Uh, moms who have kids who have depression, that's also very hard. Or moms who have kids who act out just like mine did, like lying and doing stuff that some teenagers do at a certain part. And now, thank God, it's all over <laughs> after that. So I can, I'm available to help. And yeah, that's how I, uh, I work with people. That's awesome. And how long are the sessions normally? Because we have like a very short tapping session. And even in that, um, like I, I felt, I felt different. How long are, so are you? Between an hour to, typically I, I tell people to schedule 75 minutes. Okay. But I had clients who were struggling with something very deep and rooted, like very strong negative beliefs that were really in their way uh, where I have two hour sessions and we really go deep. Like I, uh, the last time I did that was uh, a few weeks ago and, and she was exhausted after the session, but we went so deep. We went back to childhood and we went to where she did not want to go, but we needed to go there to push a little bit. And, and like, we describe it in tapping because the tapping I do is clinical tapping is the kind of tapping that you can uh, use with PTSD and veterans and people who have gone through very difficult stuff. Um, it's like you have a problem that is like a table and under the table you have legs, which are some kind of events in the past. So you have to kick one, two, three, at least three legs. So the table is not stable and the belief can crumble. So you have to go super deep. And, but what is great is that I had a client after a tapping session. Oh my God, it's, a, it's several years ago. We worked on her affirming herself and her boundaries. And so we did a tapping session and a visualization to where she was putting limits like boundaries on her energy space. And we affirmed that anyone who crosses that boundary will, like any energy crossing that boundary that is not energy of love or something good, will be disintegrated. A week later, her house went on fire. Oh and two-thirds of her belongings burnt, but they were linked to very traumatic events. And she knew, we talked about it after, it had to go because every time you look at it, you don't realize that unconsciously you're being reminded of your trauma and that needed to go. But I will always remember that because it looks so weird. Another client didn't talk to her sister for, I don't know how many years. And after we did a session, she received an email from her sister asking her to be the, uh, the presenter at some kind of event that she had family event. Another one, a mom didn't talk to her son for two years and he was using drugs and suddenly he reached out. I mean, we're energy. When you change your vibrations and your emotions, things happen. Yeah. And we actually have a question from someone on Facebook. Um, Great. Have you tried microdosing? It involves taking natural substances like mushrooms, not to trip, but to help improve mental health, self-esteem, 
and also give relief from issues like BPD, panic attacks, chronic pains, bipolar, PTSD, depression, anxiety, and other mental disorders. They say someone, Zara underscore heels on Instagram, gives the best guidance and products, and it's highly recommended. So I've heard about it. I've seen a program about it that seemed really, really interesting. Uh, I haven't because personally, I don't like anything taking uh, hold of my mind. Because when I meditate and when I, uh, I, I, I really, I get to states that are really, really, I would say, strange or weird. I tap into something else. And I don't like having anything influencing that because, but I, I, uh, I talk about it a lot with a friend of mine who has been doing that and it helped. So I'm sure there is a lot of um, potential in that and, and uh, the medical milieu, I hope, will open to that yeah. uh, more everywhere because I've, I've seen a lot of uh, people who are saying that it helped a lot. Yeah, I think... Um... I think I've seen it a lot of a lot in people that um, can't get to that state themselves, yeah. Yeah. you know, and it helps them kind of <clears throat> go beyond what they're able to do on their own. So I think that's very cool that you you've heard about it. And uh, I have a friend who um, she didn't do mushrooms, but she just went to Peru and had a, a week with a shaman doing uh, ayahuasca. I think it was. She said it was life-changing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. Uh, can you tell everyone how to reach out to you and how, uh, it, how to follow you and, and become a client? So I have something for parents currently because I'm preparing that uh, program about uh, not putting an end to the constant argument. And it's on my website. It's a free tapping session to stay calm instead of arguing. And it's at coparentingwiththeuniverse.com. And there you'll find everything. You'll find how to work with me, the podcast, the YouTube channel, uh, everything I have is there. I, I don't think I have a book that I co-authored that I didn't put there, but maybe I should add it. Yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting about that, but that's the way to connect and to really not hesitate because I ha we can meet for like a free uh, complimentary session and, and see if tapping is for you, see if uh, the way I work is for you, get some clarity around what's going on for you to experience tapping. And uh, really don't hesitate if you struggle, don't struggle alone. Yeah. And then we have another person on Facebook saying, hello there. This is such a powerful topic. I've been wanting a microdose for seven years now, but it's trusting the source and seeking prior, proper guidance and a supporting group. Yeah. So I hope that they can, um, whoever is listening now, I hope that you can start with tapping, um, see where that gets you. And, and if you want to go further, then there are resources available for you there. But I definitely think, I mean, just from the little amount that I did today with you, and I've actually done some tapping on myself and my husband, um, but I never, so I always just did the tapping, but I never said anything with it. So this time really saying something with it changed it for me. It felt a little bit different. First of all, when you, when you 
voice it, you put power, you put uh, energy behind what's going on, like the, the voice is, uh, is conveying energy. And if you don't know what to say and you're tapping alone, just talk about your problem. Because what you're doing is talking about the problem, calming the nervous system. Talking about the problem, calming. And soon enough, you're going to break the association of anxiety problem if, if it's not something that is too deep. And to, coming back about microdosing, I've seen also people who mix stuff. Like some people are, are doing therapy and tapping. So maybe you can do microdosing and tapping. I mean, why not? Yeah. And do tapping until you find a reliable source where you know where to go, that it's something serious and safe. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for being on. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and I hope that anyone watching this now, watching it on the replay, listening to it on Spotify, that you or any of the other podcast outlets, um, I hope you really take advantage of this and Go to, go to Muriel's website and get the free session with her. Try it out. See how it, um, see how it works. Oh, we have one more question. Um, Anastasia says, I've done tapping with words on many occasions, but I haven't really felt a resolve from it. Maybe I need to do more energy cleansing. Um, I think, so sometimes tapping, if you're not precise enough, you won't uh, uh, get uh, uh, um, your energy, your emotion will not go down because you're not precise enough. Another reason is um, you you tap too too fast on the positive. Uh, let's say you really need to. Here we did it very short, so we went to the positive pretty quick. But you really need to tap on the negative until you feel that it's going down. And then once it's at a one or a two or maximum a three, you can go to a positive um, spin on it. The other thing is some people don't even like to tap. Like my daughter, she hates tapping. So I just press, she, you press. If that disturbs you, I don't know. And the, the last thing I want to say, if you're tapping on something that has its source in childhood, um, until you address the source of it, and that usually you're going to need to do it with a practitioner. I mean, I do it with myself, but I'm highly trained. I'm, I'm trained by uh, clinical um, practitioners, and I'm trained by one of the world authority in, ta in clinical tapping. But until you go back to the source of the problem, that won't get resolved. And sometimes what's going to happen is you're going to tap on one problem. You're going to think about something that you, you say, how can it be relating to that? It has nothing to do with it. If your brain brought it to your awareness when you were tapping, it has something to do with it. And sometimes you have a few events, like I was mentioning the table earlier, you need to go tap on those before and then come back to the present problem. So I hope it helps. And um, always keep, I have a notebook where when I think about something and I feel yucky about it let's say i hear i it happened a few days ago i heard a song from my teenagehood uh, i probably had a bre breakup on that song or something and i didn't like the feeling put a note in your notebook and go back and tap later yeah so that's what what can be 
So Anastasia said, so happy to see this live and thank you for the clarification. My, my pleasure. Thank you, Anastasia, for asking. Yeah, thank you again so much. And if anyone has any other questions, please feel free to comment in the videos and I will make sure that and suggest topics. I do uh, tapping videos on YouTube. I have a playlist. If you have a sub something you're struggling with, suggest the topic. Connect with me, suggest, and I will do a tapping video. Wow, that that's an amazing uh, that's a, that's an amazing resource. So I hope everyone jumps on it. Thank you again for being here. I really really appreciate it. Thank you, Galit, for having me. I, I loved this conversation. Yeah. Okay, so if you're watching this now or watching this on the replay, uh, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share this with someone that you know that needs it. Or even if you're just not sure, maybe it's just someone that's stressed out in your life, just send this video their way so that they can, they can uh, have another option, right? Like a healthy, safe option to try out. Um, please make sure to reach out to Muriel. I will... I posted all the links on YouTube and um, and Facebook, so make sure to reach out to her. And um, I will see you next time for another episode of the Galit Speaks podcast. Thank you.